0: Welcome to the first episode of the Smashcast, a podcast about NBC's new show, Smash. I'm Dan.
1: And I'm Clara.
0: And today we're talking about the pilot episode of Smash. All right. So you might know us. I guess it's kind of unlikely that you do, but you might know us. Um, we are podcasters, so we've been around for a while. We work on the Oral Intensity Podcast, which is a glee podcast. Um, we've done over 40 episodes of that. Um, but. Obviously, because we like Glee, we like musicals, so we both looked to Smash, and we're big fans, so we're doing a Smash podcast. <laughs> um, so, Playa, I just want to do like a 10-second blurb about yourself so that we just get an idea. <laughs> all
1: right. Um, I'm a sophomore in college. I live in Chicago, and um, I was involved in musical theater all throughout school. Um, I don't do
0: it so much anymore. But uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm Okay, good. Um, I'm Dan, and I'm also a sophomore. I'm in Connecticut. And I am a film major. So I guess I'm looking at this more from a television perspective than necessarily a musical perspective. But um, I really like the show. And I really like how they are. It's a very cinematic show. Um, it's very, mm-hmm. you know, the cinematography is great in it. Um, all right, so one thing you probably noticed from the get-go is we're doing this podcast over Skype, uh, just because we're so far away from each other. Um, so I hope the audio quality is okay. Um, let us know what you think. Um, and also, this is probably going to be a shorter episode than our usual episodes, just because...
1: The Downton Abbey series finale is on. <laughs> yeah,
0: that would be why. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to just you know, get right into things. Um Uh, And as we talked about already, even though the second episode has aired, we're only talking about the pilot this episode. uh, So
1: we're going to try to pretend that it hasn't happened
0: yet. Yeah, I mean, like, we just just don't want to spoil people in case they just want to listen to this episode, and then we're going to do the the callback episode next week, and Mm -hmm. we're going to try to do a double episode down the road so we can kick up and be on track forever.
1: Oh, another thing that might be of interest is that we probably will have at least one other person joining us yes. in this podcast, um, she'll probably be coming next week.
0: Yeah. So. We have a couple other guest hosts that we usually have uh, on the Glee podcast that we'll be filtering in and out of here. So, All right. Um, so we usually like to start um, podcasts by rating the episode that we are talking about. So mm-hmm. do you want to rate the pilot of Smash?
1: All right. Can I give it two separate grades? One <laughs> is in- in comparison to Glee,
0: okay. an A. All right,
1: um, just or or just in compared to to other things that you know are similar to it, mm-hmm. I'd give it an A. I thought it was really fresh. Yes. Um, as a as a work on its own, um, all by itself. Yeah. Then I think probably a minus.
0: All right. Um, yeah, I I thought about this for a while. I think I'm gonna give this one an A minus. Even I was very, I mean, like I was very impressed and very happy with the episode. Um, but overall, I have to say, and I think this is, I mean, I might be in the minority here, but the music for me is the least interesting part of the show. And I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know if I just don't like the style of voices they're doing or what. But I felt like I was supposed to be blown away by the music, and I guess it wasn't. Um, except for possibly the final song, which I thought was pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. but I I don't know how you felt about that, but.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess we can talk about this a little now. Um, I think, well, this is obviously, um, so much more musical theater type music than, than it is pop songs or, um, and I really like that. um. (laughs) as <laughs> as for as for a, a show about Marilyn Monroe and and what that leads to yeah in in terms of the music and the lyrics and stuff yes. um i i see things being more problematic there but and i know we said we wouldn't talk about this ep- second episode but that that really cleared up all my all my yes
0: doubt. yes same here i agree when the fact that oh, we can just say very vaguely that They can do, they do, you know, fantasy sequence songs that relate to the character's thought processes, and they do, you know, performances that are not just Marilyn Monroe songs just for fun. So, I mean, that that definitely helps the show. I was very worried about the the idea of them only doing Marilyn Monroe songs, Um, especially because, and we can get into this more when we talk about specific songs, but when you do Marilyn Monroe, you're probably going to be doing, like, that, like, voice that they do when you're doing, like, a cutesy, like, I'm... A child who's being well, sexual. Well, Ivy
1: does that much more yeah. than I care.
0: And I am not a fan of that type of singing. So, you know, I um, guess, I mean, how many, this musical can only have so many songs, you know? Like, so, mm-hmm. but let's talk about Marilyn Monroe as, like, a entity. How do you feel about, like, this, I'm assuming it's this season, because I'm pretty sure every season is supposed to be a different show that they're focusing on. Um, how do you feel about Marilyn Monroe being the center of this season?
1: I think it's actually really cool. Yeah. Um, I am not a huge Marilyn Monroe fan. I don't even think I've seen any of her movies. I like if I have, they've been a while. Yeah. Go. Um, but I think it's really cool. It's made me think about her as a as a human being and not as just a sex symbol.
0: Yeah, and they really, I mean, they do. They are a little. Heavy-handed with that, I I would say in this episode, where they really talk yeah. about like, oh, she's about to love, and you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe not so much, but but at the same time, I don't
0: know. Yeah, um, I definitely, I mean, I've never like had any specific interest in her, but I guess as a film major, talking about you know old-fashioned movies and you know that sort of era, I'm very interested in the era that she's from and what she represents. Um, so I mean, oh. I-
1: Sorry, I just was realizing also in in terms of other shows that are on TV. Mm -hmm. um, I think this works really well with Mad Men. Yes, yeah. Um, and and so it's it's the show itself is I think being able to like bring in a lot of different like. Niches,
0: yes, yeah,
1: in television and and sort of combine them in a really interesting way that that doesn't feel as though that's what they're trying to do.
0: Well, and I just it also it just feels something about it. I don't know if it's the way it's filmed or what. It feel like I'm I feel like I'm walking a, a stretch of movies com- next to each other. It, it just the production mm-hmm. value is is really impressive.
1: I know what you mean. Yeah.
0: Um. All right. So I thought the way. That, um the best way to go through this episode, as opposed to just doing the boring you know recap s- scene by scene, which I never enjoyed when I listened to other podcasts, um is just talking about the characters and just going character by character and talking Sounds good you know, talking about our opinions on them and the storylines they're involved in um do you want to ta- start with the first character
1: sure, so that the first character you have listed is Julia Houston, um who is the one of the, the songwriters, um, mm. musical writers. Um, and, um, is she, is she the very first character who we hear?
0: Um, no, no. Cause this, I mean, the, the first character we hear is, is, uh, Karen singing, uh, over the rainbow.
1: But, but, but like the, the first, like
0: dialogue, dialogue. She's like the main, she's the first, like st- she, she and Tom together yeah. talking is how we get into the whole world of Marilyn and all that.
1: Yeah. Through, through the assistant.
0: Yes. Um, so what do you feel about her character? I
1: like, I like her. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like the adoption storyline, which she's in with her husband. Mm hmm. Um, but, but I like the, the potential there. I just don't like how it's being, being done so much.
0: I, I can agree with you on that. I, um, I mean, for one thing, the fact that they already have a kid makes me care a lot less about this adoption than if they guess were like these young couple that like really wanted a kid. Like, it's kind of, it feels sort of random. It's like we're watching these people get a kid, and I don't, I don't really care. Like, uh,
1: yeah, I, I think they need to to put in some more emotional investment.
0: Yeah, and in in her. And plus, I mean, I, I, in some ways I think this is a good thing, and in other ways I don't. She is a very. They make her into a character that's very. Um, She's not all good by any means. I mean, she's very, towards the assistant especially, she's very harsh and she's very, like, angry. Um, Mm -hmm. And she doesn't really listen to Tom when he's talking about not liking the director.
1: She seems fairly cold. Yeah. I'm not sure if she's mean. I think she's fairly, she's very cold and she's pretty professional. Yeah. But I think that's actually really good. I think it's good to have, like, a really strong female character who's, like look, I'm good at my job, and I'm not going to be pushed around, especially when you're looking at other characters like Karen and Ivy. Yeah,
0: and we also sort of get that, and uh, if we want to skip down to the bottom here, we have uh, Eileen Rand.
1: Oh, yeah, also with Eileen. The
0: producer um, who's going through the divorce, and they're actually very similar characters because it's this divorce thing, it's like, okay, I feel bad for her, but this is just kind of a random, like, I don't know how you feel with the divorce thing, but it just feels like something just threw out there, and i I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, exactly. We aren't starting at the very beginning of these characters' lives, yeah. And and I think that's really good.
0: Yeah, and I do. I will at least, at least, as opposed to the adoption thing, where I don't really see how it connects to the rest of the storylines. The Eileen Rand story with the with the husband and the breakup could affect the actual show if somehow yes. the the funding gets pulled or something like that happens. Yeah. Um and I, I mean they have they had some pretty good scenes with the over the divorce, pretty good dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um okay, but going back up to Derek Willis, is it Will yeah it's Will it's Zirk Wills, sorry. Wills. Um he is the womanizing director of the musical. How do you feel about mm-hmm. Derek?
1: I okay. I mean so he's he's sort of a cliche. Yeah. Um on the other hand, I think it's a cliche that well, I mean, I don't really know, but I would assume exists in real life. Mm -hmm. So much better than some other cliches that exist. Um, And, and, um, I think obviously he's, he's a great vehicle for, for driving the, the character development forward Mm -hmm. of other people. And it's, it's nice that there's an antagonistic. Definitely. Figure.
0: Um, who's
1: also, who's also, um, trying to help the one who the audience sympathizes with.
0: Mm. -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, you say he's a stereotype, and I agree with you, cause, but I'm trying to think of where I've seen this stereotype, because it seems, he seems sort of fresh, even though he seems stereotypical. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know of any other—I don't I don't know this character from anything else that I can think of, I and mean, I don't know if you have any— I'm,
1: I'm trying to think of them. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I think they just sort
0: of— Especially on television, I don't think that we've seen this character very often.
1: Yeah, on television—
0: yeah, I, 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 I think I mean, yeah, I mean he is sort of a cliche. He is a little bit too, you know, whatever. But I, I he's he's enjoyable to watch, and it, it definitely helps that he's actually good at his job, and that he's out there to, to to make the musical happen to be good on top of just being an asshole. You know, he's not just an asshole. He actually cares about the musical.
1: In fact, you know, I like Derek more than I like Tom.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, he's more dynamic. He's more interesting to.
1: Watch. You know why? Is because. Tom is just as I, I don't know, like just as stereotypical. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> like that. But, <laughs> but um, I was I was thinking more that that. So Derek and Tom don't get along,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Tom automatically blames Derek, and Derek automatically blames Tom. Whatever, but Tom, Tom is as much to blame as Derek for all the fights that happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Tom insisting, like, "Oh, Derek's so mean. Oh, he's being so mean to Ivy." Yeah, but Tom just favors ivy completely yeah and and this is you know something that we're supposed to pick up on but it makes me i don't know really find tom sort of gross
0: Yeah, it's definitely they're definitely doing this thing where every single character has its pluses and its minuses and it it you know it works in some ways and it it detracts in other ways because it makes them hard to invest in you know i mean because tom you want to like you want to like tom but you know he is very fav- he's very favoring Ivy, and it seems mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I guess think I actually think Derek Will's actor does a pretty good job portraying him, and he, he's what makes him interesting to watch on screen. And mm-hmm. um, but I I mean I guess put these in a weird order. Let's get let's get to the main character here. <laughs> let's get to Car- uh, Karen Cartwright, um, the Iowan girl who auditions and who's never gotten a part, um, and her boyfriend Dev. Sundarim, <laughs> something like Dev. <Death>.
1: <laughs> um, she's a cute character. Yes, and and believable.
0: Yeah. Um, um. Do you know about have you? Did you know Catherine McPhee prior to this? From anything? I mean, yes and no. Yeah, I uh, I had I have no knowledge of her. I mean, I know she was on American Idol, but I don't watch American Idol. So.
1: Yeah, that's that's about my extent as well. Yeah. But but I thought she did quite a good job singing here.
0: Yeah yeah no she she's a very cute character you definitely pull for her and you want her to succeed and her boyfriend is a very you know i
1: love her boyfriend fantastic
0: boyfriend and they have they have a good relationship Mm -hmm. um and i i think that i mean the best character thing that we got for karen in this episode is what happens with her and derek and i mean because you could have easily i mean it could have gone in the direction of her just you know I feel like they could have easily set up, like, this storyline of her cheating on the boyfriend in the first episode and, like, hiding it or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, she goes, I guess, she goes far, but not too far, and it definitely shows how much she wants it, but that she's not sacrificing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's definitely a character you can root for and that, you know, that she is the, the most heroic, I guess you would say, of these these characters, except for maybe the boyfriend, who seems like a saint. <laughs> yeah, that
1: boyfriend. Man.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he seems pretty amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I hope he stays that way. Yeah. Um yeah, so so I think Karen is is the main character and probably the the most heroic, but I, I don't think she's necessarily the most
0: interesting. Yeah, I can I can see that. Uh well, I guess by virtue of her not really having faults, she becomes not maybe not the most interesting, you know. Um but how do you feel about Ivy? Ivy Lynn? the veteran act. How old do you think of is supposed to be compared to cat Karen?
1: Okay. So I was trying to look this up. She's supposed to be a little bit older. I think she's, I don't know how, how old she's supposed to be. Yeah. She, I think Karen's supposed to be like 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. And then, so Ivy must be just a few years older, maybe in her late twenties.
0: Yeah. I think she could probably pull off 29.
1: Yeah. The actress herself is 30. Oh, okay. I looked that up. Um, She's not old. She just seems old in comparison.
0: Yeah. Well, they, um, it's because of the way they describe her. They just keep saying the this veteran actress. You know, she's been on Broadway for years. She deserves it. Like, you know what I mean? Like,
1: mm-hmm. I think Ivy is frustrating to me because I usually like the one who isn't the underdog.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just out of spite, yeah. um, and I don't particularly find Ivy's character compelling I think it's because she's getting so much support from from these other people yeah. she's not she's not pulling her weight you know necessarily she's she's a great singer and dancer yeah. and all the rest but, but I would have well, liked it more if she hadn't been like the best friend of Tom
0: yes I, I can see that too I mean I definitely I mean and I don't want to get into the second episode either, again but I think that she she proves that she has talent in every area that matters
1: Right, I yeah. wish she would got it based on her, her yeah. abilities and her and her skill. And, and on t- she's been on stage yeah. before. I, that that was enough. She didn't need the extra stuff. That just made me not like her as much.
0: And on top of it, I mean, I know that usually this shouldn't matter that much. But for the role of Marilyn Monroe, I think that she just looks the part so much better. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that really matters when you're playing Mad- Marilyn Monroe. I think mm-hmm. the fact that Karen is this like, skinny little she's very very skinny like like, yeah i don't don't think that that is what you want when you're looking at marilyn monroe
1: yeah Um, and i mean you can fix that yeah
0: i know but i'm just saying like i guess i feel like ivy is like she, she perfectly embodies that that image i think but
1: i think so too um We'll get into this more in the in the second episode, yeah. I, but but I do wonder if she overdoes it sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, so
1: that's that's I think a constant question. And
0: the the interesting thing they do with Ivy that I was very impressed with the with the script of the show was that they really do. I mean, that even though Karen is the main character and is you know the underdog or whatever, that and you know she has to prove it to her parents. You know, have that whole scene with the parents mm-hmm. who don't like believe in her or whatever. Um, which is very stereotypical. But um, I, Ivy has, has just as much. I mean, she she, she has, they have that phone call where she's actually, her life is more depressing than yeah. than Karen's. I mean, she, Karen goes home to her boyfriend and has this beautiful, amazing boyfriend. Ivy goes home, is alone in the apartment with a glass of wine and calls her mom who doesn't care mm-hmm. about it. Um, so I just thought that was a really interesting maneuver for them to make, you know, the person who, doesn't seem like they should be the underdog into just as sad, sad of a character. Yeah. But
1: yeah. they certainly, di- they, they certainly didn't vilify her at all.
0: And which is very surprising and very,
1: and, and admirable. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think, I think Ivy, even though Ivy isn't perfect, I think Ivy is one of the best things about the show by by making her not like this, like bitchy, annoying character. Like, mm-hmm. um, we already talked about Tom a little bit, but I mean, do you have yeah. anything else you want to say about him?
1: No, I'm I'm hoping that he can redeem himself in my eyes because right now he's my least favorite character by far. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. I mean, I don't have quite that feeling, but I can see where you're coming from. Um one character that I really do like is Ellis, um, Tom's personal assistant. I don't how do you mm-hmm. feel about him?
1: I I like him too. I'm worried by these ads I keep seeing where he's like threatening um, Julia. Like it's just in every ad. It's (laughs) I I don't really know.
0: Yeah, I you're worried. Why are you worried about that?
1: Because I don't want him to be a villain.
0: Yeah. um, Well, okay. For me, two things about that. A, Julia's been you know mean enough to him that I wouldn't necessarily call him a villain for doing that. Um, but also, I kind of, I mean, I guess villain isn't exactly where, I, I like the idea of him being a little manipulative, because I don't, I don't like, I didn't really like the whole, like, part of him that we saw where he's like... Oh, ever since I was in my first production back when I was in seventh grade, and I felt at home or whatever, you know, like that mm-hmm. just seems very stereotypical. And if that was like a manipulative tactic on his part, that just like mm-hmm. makes him so much more interesting.
1: That's true. That that's true. That would be interesting. I just I just hope we don't lose sympathy.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I want him to be to be taking as much as he gives. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. it will be okay. Mm-hmm. Um all right, I mean, that's pretty much the characters. Do you have anything storyline-wise you want to talk about before we get into the songs?
1: Um, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is pretty much just setting up the audition, you know, the idea of the Marilyn story, and, you know, this big epic ending with the face-off of the two, you know, finalists. Um, I, I, I thought it was fantastic the way they ended the episode without letting us know. Uh, it just really made me want to keep watching.
1: yeah um although you know i was watching this um and i i watched it after it aired yeah and there's a preview for the second episode
0: mm-hmm. which
1: had like the result oh and, really or no i'm sorry that happened to me while i was watching the second episode and it was for the third episode but but uh, still i don't know uh it's, be careful when you're watching things on hulu yeah That's my advice
0: also there's this big i don't know if people know about this but um it's on, they have, which is actually very rare, they have this, the first episode on Netflix and so much, which is very rare because it's a right. brand new show.
1: No, they do that occasionally. They, yeah. they did it with, um, what was it? Oh, it was like Spartacus. Okay, that's not really the same, <laughs> but, um, but they, they have done it before. But the
0: interesting thing about it is if you go on there, there's like a big like multi-minute extended promo for the whole season. Oh, cool! Yeah, that has like a lot of different stuff in it. That look, I mean, it doesn't give away too much, but it is some interesting stuff. So I, I enjoyed it. Oh. Uh, let's get into the songs. Uh, over the rainbow, Karen opens the episode with her like, blue, sparkly fantasy sequence.
1: <laughs> it was good, but it didn't automatically sell me.
0: Yeah, um, it's a very you know very cliche number to begin with, but um, but she's she's a good singer. I, I, okay, you know what the my problem with the, the songs are it's that they all just seem like good. They none of them they they all Ivy and Karen seem very similar to me. Like I was just listening to Let Me Be Your Star and I could without visuals I had trouble figuring out who was who.
1: Yeah, well I I think that's supposed to be one of the <coughs> sorry. Um that's that's one of the, the things that makes it difficult for them to cast. Yeah. If one of them was incredibly different from the other. Yeah. Would have been much easier, but but they are very similar, and what's really different about them is the way they act,
0: yeah, which I mean but I mean for me that get yeah, that kind of if the two main leads have very similar voices that's not really what I want i mean if we don't we don't have really have a male lead who sings often, so
1: we will after the-
0: yeah that's true, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, um but uh, yeah, over the rainbow's fine, and i i do how do you feel about this the fantasy sequence things that they do in this show
1: I love the fact that they're Easily recognizable as fantasy sequences. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Thank God for that, <laughs> because this is one thing that always irks me on Glee is that you can never tell when something is a fantasy sequence or not.
0: Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree, and I, I like the, the the effects that they do, and I I think it's I think it's a cool technique that they do. Let's get on to uh, never give it never give all the heart. This is the uh, opening song that they, that uh, is leaked onto YouTube. Um, that
1: I... Or you? It wasn't YouTube. It was. was
0: it there something was something
1: else. It was called something else. Oh, I don't remember it. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. It, it was called something great.
0: Really? That's funny.
1: It was like You Channel or something. <laughs> <I don't know.
0: laughs> That's funny.
1: Um, I thought. I thought um, it was a good song, yes. but it, not 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 super great.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, this is my problem with the episode. Like until we get near the end, they're not like blowing me out of the water
1: yeah although the choreography yeah in in national pastime for example is like really cool
0: no yes, I mean that is one of the greatest things the national pastime choreography just blew me away it's a, it's a huge number, and they just do such a great job and the transition the editing between the, the, the you know her all dressed up and them all dressed up and back and forth just worked mm-hmm. really well um and I mean, the only thing about it is just that he's using that silly cutesy voice that bothers me. But yeah. choreography—the fact that they can do this choreography every week—is I mean, is fantastic, and I love that they actually, mm-hmm. you know, hired main actors who can actually dance well. You know. Yeah. Um, okay. definitely-
1: this is something. Well, we'll we'll talk about this later. Mm-hmm. But but I'm so glad they they foresaw. Oh, the show's going to have dancing on it. We're going to make sure that all these people are like trained to both sing and dance and they're they are not not great singers and they aren't not great dancers and they can do both because there are plenty of people like that out there
0: yeah it's definitely it's i'm very glad that that's like one of the highest things about the show for me Mm -hmm. um then we get into beautiful um which is a good song um she does a great job and she definitely um is channeling Rachel Berry from Glee with her hand movements there. Um,
1: uh, I think that's just, you know,
0: but I don't know. I thought it was funny, but, <laughs> um, but it, it's definitely, I mean, something about, I think it's her acting more than her singing that really gets you in this song. I don't know whether you agree with that, but. Hmm.
1: Um, maybe I think it was a combination. of
0: both. Yeah. She de She definitely does a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just put on "Happy Birthday, Mr. President" just because point within it. I don't really. I mean, it's not really a real song, but um, I don't know. <laughs> it was an important part of the thing, so I just put it in there. But we can just move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me be your star.
1: That was really great.
0: Now this is the this is the climactic moment at the end it just it's fantastic the the combination of like sword well this was sort of this is sort of a fantasy sequence and not at the same time because they move from getting ready into the actual performance Uh,
1: yeah this was the one time where there was a sort of mix between but it was just so musical like and i mean like it was so as if it wasn't musical and it was musical too yeah but but, um (laughs) It was it was wonderful, and it it ended the episode on such a high note.
0: Definitely, um, and they. I mean, it also. I mean, what you say about so musical. This is like what I would pick if you're if they're doing a music a movie based on a musical. This is the type of sequence that you'd see, and it just yep. this is just perfect.
1: Yeah, so great. It it had such a great like feel, like the emotions were so right in it. Mm-hmm. It had such heart.
0: Yeah, no, it was it was fantastic, and you know the the. the you know, the choreography, I mean, the choreography, quote-unquote, but, like, you know, the movement the characters did, where they were at each point throughout the song, just worked perfectly. Um. Mm All right, Um, well, actually, before we move on from the songs, I just wanted to say... I didn't, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm just stupid, but um, I thought that they weren't putting the songs on iTunes. I was like, I can't believe they're not doing this, because I searched Smash, and it didn't come up on, like, the first thing, and then I realized oh. had to scroll down, because <laughs> I just assumed that if Smash, I assumed it would be the top, the top response if they actually had those songs, but they aren't yet, so, I mean, maybe.
1: Yeah, it, when you search, like, Smash episode one, you... Get like weird things with Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, and it hasn't. It's going to be really big, but yeah. it but it hasn't.
0: Oh uh, yeah, hasn't. that's part of what I'm wondering about. And we have um, maybe we can skip down near the bottom. I wrote down something with the ratings. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to read it real quick. This is from Wikipedia, but I accept it's, it's valid information. Um, the, the pilot episode was watched by 11.44 million viewers. It was the third highest rated new drama to debut in the 2011-2012 television season, only behind Once Upon a Time in Touch. Um, it delivered the highest uh, 10 p.m. ratings of any drama in the television season. The program also had the highest 18-49 uh, to 49 rating uh, and viewership for an NBC series in the time slot since November 2008. So, oh. it did well. Um, it They haven't released the ratings for the second episode yet, which is what really is telling. Because, I mean, pilots usually do quite well, especially if it's something like this. So, we'll see how much of it drops off. But, I mean, it's a good sign.
1: Or how much of it builds. Yeah. Because because I hadn't... I mean, I'm fairly isolated. Because, I guess, in college, I, I watch much more TV, like, on Hulu. Yeah. On Netflix, not, like on tv so if i don't see a lot of previews or if yeah. people aren't like telling me to watch something i won't do it yeah and i i think this is the sort of show that will attract
0: yeah. an audience
1: so. like like that yeah. so i think it, it needs a lot more like word of mouth
0: it is interesting the fact that it's on 10 pm is very interesting because it has two effects one is it it allows it to be more cinegra- cinema cinematographical <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, and it also and it allows the much more intense sexual content um, that is surprising to be on network television um, but it also makes it so I mean I know multiple people who are like parents of my of my uh, not parents of uh, my, my parents friends and stuff that won't walk you because it's on at 10 o'clock because it's just too late it's too late yeah. <laughs> so huh.
1: I think it's really catering to the twenty-somethings.
0: Yeah, which is good. I mean, that.
1: I yes, I'm happy to be catered to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, I we have to go quickly because you have your show in ten minutes. But uh, oh my
1: gosh, yeah.
0: Um, no, so no. I have these two two little um, uh, tables. I mean, little lists that I made up, and these are just for. I mean, I won't. We won't talk about Glee this much in later episodes, but since it's the pilot, we kind of have to relate it to Glee because it's the only musical there's
1: really nothing else to compare it to.
0: yeah um so i made up two lists one is what smash has that glee doesn't that i enjoy so i'm gonna tell you my list and clara you can say if you if you agree or disagree okay. on anything um the great cinematog- cinematography um it just feels so much more you know adults and so much more like you know high budget and mm-hmm. i mean glee almost feels like a cartoon in comparison. Um, yeah. Uh, I love the that it has so many original songs. It just 'cause you never know what, what's coming. It might be a great song, you have never you have no idea what's happening. Um I love the great dance numbers and it seems like they're having one like almost every episode, which is great. Um I love that it has realistic drama and the dialogue is just, like good dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um and I love that the characters, you know, make sense and are believable characters that seem like real people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Um, But then on the flip side, I have uh, what Glee has that Smash doesn't have that I like. Um, And so, I mean, this is just personal preferences, and people might differ from me, but I'm missing the fun in in Smash. It doesn't really seem to have, you know, it's missing, I mean, it isn't a comedy, so I can't really blame it on not having the humor, but it it seems like it's taking itself very seriously. It's very, like, intense and dramatic and not, there's no, like, light and enjoyable character fun moments. Um, and these characters are just, for me at least, harder to relate to and invest in just because they're so much more adult and they're just in a. And this is my personal experience. Um, and then the music. Uh, the music's going to be very musical. And I, I mean, that is a high point in some ways on Smash, but I do like varied music and varied voices. And so I'm definitely hoping that we get more male vocals in there.
1: Well, I mean, that'll definitely yeah. happen.
0: Um, and then. Something that I'm surprised that the show doesn't seem to have, which I mean, we'll wait and see. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Is a will they, won't they relationship? And I mean, I know the show doesn't necessarily need to have this, but that is something that I like. <laughs> so um, I just found that interesting. That the two, the two. I mean, all all the main characters have like a husband or a steady boyfriend. So I found that very right. interesting. Um, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have anything you want to disagree with?
1: I mean, just the more I'm thinking about it, the more I realize that like of shows that I watch regularly, this really does remind me so much more of a drama like Mad Men than it does like Glee, even though it has the singing in it. um, it, It's much more grown up. I mean, Glee is, is a high school type thing. (laughs) And, 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 I feel like it can appeal to the like 12 to 25. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, but this is much more like 20 to 40. Yeah. And and it's it's um interesting being on the like I'm almost too young to be able to relate to this show. Yeah. Um and but I I do really enjoy it and and I can essentially relate to the characters. Yeah. But but it is much more grown up and it it's Definitely takes itself seriously, and and I'll see whether that becomes a problem.
0: Well, I mean, just for me, I, yeah, it, it does remind me of a cable show, of a cable show, in that it is so serious and not fun, and that, that's that's actually something that always bothered me about cable shows. Like, why can't you have the lighter moments? Why can't you, you know, show these characters enjoying themselves every once in a while?
1: Well, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's still fairly early. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, if it if it is always gloomy, I mean. I don't think it could be about musical theater. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like there have to be lighter moments. Yeah.
0: Well, I to- Well definitely. And now that they, and after the second episode have actually cast the main person, I mean, we're going to get into what the show is going to be like week to week and we'll see how things pan out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, but just to to get things going towards the end here, um, so our plan for the future episodes of this podcast are um, we're going to be doing callback next week, and then the following week we're going to be doing a double episode to catch up with the current episodes of the show, just because we can't do the double episode next week because we're doing one more episode of Glee before the winter finale of Glee. Um, but we're going to be catching up as soon as we can. Um, if you want to email us, we already have an email address at thesmashpodcastgmail.com. I know it might be a little confusing. We're called the Smashcast on the thing that did not exist as an email that we could use. So it's thesmashpodcastgmail.com. Um, also, we're going to be having a blog that the episodes will be on. I have not gotten that up there yet, but I'll let you know next time. And it will be on iTunes within a few days. So.
1: Also, um, I know this is something we do on our other podcast, but we really enjoy having your emails. And if you have something that you would really like us to talk about on the podcast, we would love to hear from you and we can bring it up.
0: Yes, definitely. We love listener feedback. We love listener ratings on iTunes. (laughs) Um, So uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Clara, do you have any last things you want to talk about?
1: Nope, that's all, but thank you for listening. All
0: right, thank you for listening.
1: Bye. Bye.
2: Fading not a girl with a hunger for fame and a face and a name to remember. The past fades away because as of this day. Dormer jeans gone.